0: Derrica, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: You have written a book that is sure to get you a ton of praise and then, I mean, death threats and criticisms from the high heavens because, I mean, like, I've learned this personally. If you even suggest a criticism of the police, yes. especially in America, you are seen as somebody who hates all police. You're seen as somebody who loves crime. You're seen as somebody who just doesn't believe in a functioning society. Yes. But when you go abolish the police. I mean, how, let's start with that. How do you even begin a conversation around like abolishing the police without having people believe that then we're gonna be living like in like a Mad Max dystopian future?
1: Oh, well, it depends on who I'm talking to, right? So there are people who I organize with or communities where I live. And when I talk about police abolition, the first question is, you know, what about the murderers? What about the rapists? Will I be safe? Right. And I'm usually in conversation with people who are most vulnerable to violence from their lovers, their neighbors, strangers, mm-hmm. cops. Mm-hmm. And so then I ask them, with a million cops right now, do you feel safe? And usually their answer is no. And what abolition feels like to them is nothing, right? It feels like absolutely nothing. Right. Right. And when you have Nothing, no investment in your education and your health care, you know, and any of the things that would make you live a life where you can thrive, police feel like something, and something can feel like everything, right? Yes. If your option is nothing. And so what I try to articulate is that police abolition or prison abolition it's not merely the absence of police, right? It's eliminating the root causes of harm, and it's eliminating the kind of society that could rely on police to solve that harm, because we know police can't solve it. So that's sort of where I start. I ask people if they feel safe, what makes them feel safe, and how can we start building that world together instead of just relying on police to do that work because it's ineffective.
0: I ask this question. I go, why can we not, as society, not just eliminate the need for police in those certain areas. So we go, I agree with you. Police shouldn't be helping people unlock their cars. Police shouldn't be helping a homeless person who's on the street. Police shouldn't be interacting with somebody who has a mental illness. Police shouldn't be coming to you because you played your music too loud, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And police, I think, would say the same thing. Of course. So if we eliminate the need for police to do those things, and then they can focus on subduing criminals, you know, like, as you said, the the, the murderers, the killers, the kidnappers, the Mm -hmm, whatever it would be, mm -hmm. would that not solve the problem? Why do you still argue for abolition as a whole?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Well, one reason is because we should ask questions like, why do people kill people? Or why do people commit sexual violence? Because sending police to go and arrest someone who's a murderer, it doesn't prevent the murder, right? So I think about the neighborhood where I grew up so many black boys that I had crushes on don't live to become men. They Mm -hmm. just don't. They don't make it past 21. They don't make it past 15. They don't make it past 30. It's not as if police are standing out in front of their houses every night protecting them from the bullets that enter their windows. That's not what policing do. Police can go get the person who may have killed them, but that doesn't save lives. That's 15, 16,000 people who are killed in the US. 16,000 people, rather, who are killed in the U.S. every single year. And what we essentially task police to do is go be body searchers. When we actually know what eliminates and prevents murders, right, which is a strong economy, jobs, health care, mm-hmm. education, being connected as a part of a community where there's accountability. If you're disrupting communities by taking away jobs, by decimating education, by putting people in prison, so then when they come out, they're in a much more precarious situation in the first place, you're essentially creating the conditions for more violence, right? And that doesn't keep anybody safe.
0: In a world where the police have been abolished... Yes. Two things. One, what is the transitionary period? Okay. You know, because that's a scary part. It's like, because <laughs> when you go abolish the police, people go like, so no police tomorrow? Does that mean we get no, a triple is, spike of murder? No,
1: that is not right? what
0: And that then means. the second part of that question is, so it's like, one, what is the transitionary period? And two... What then happens when somebody kills? People have been killing from Bible times. Yes, you know, of so course. what then happens? So let's start with what is the transitionary period?
1: Yes. Can I actually answer the questions in reverse? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go so um, if we think about something like, I don't know, murder. Mm-hmm. Lots of murder happen because a man wants to control the sexuality of a woman. Okay. Okay. And so that's not something that's natural to a man. It's something he's conditioned to do under patriarchy, right? And so abolitionists ask, how can we eradicate what's conditioning men to believe that they should be able to control a woman's sexual life, right? Mm -hmm. How do we eradicate that impulse to say, no, you can't leave this house, no, you can't break up with me, to the point where we will murder that person? Mm -hmm. The second reason why people kill each other is for control— like, over petty arguments. Something you said, and I'm using men as an example because they're overwhelmingly convicted of murder. Right, 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 right. Right, okay. Not to, yeah, not to diss any man. Okay, so... <laughs> The second reason why people kill each other is because of these, these petty arguments, right? right? It's like, you said something yes. that insulted my manhood, right. and now I'm angry, and now we're going to...
0: Oh, you've taken something that is why you've, right, you've taken overstepped the Exactly, right.
1: exactly. So people are conditioned to do that. And the good thing about, well, it's not good that they're conditioned, but that conditioning can be undone, right? We can teach people to have different kinds of relationships. We can teach men and boys and children how to interact with women differently or people who are trans or people who are queer. Weird.
0: I don't disagree with that. Yes. However, I, I wonder, is that not leading to a utopian place? Like, it's, it's a utopian ideal, but what mm-hmm. happens... I still ask the only question, which is, what happens if eight out of ten men are like, we've been conditioned, we, we are fine with this? Yes. Two out of ten men come and go, I'm taking what's yours, I'm killing your woman, I'm doing... Who then now... Yes,
1: which is why I try to answer the questions in reverse. Okay. Because, one, abolition does not happen overnight. There okay. are a million cops, there are 23 hundred jails and prisons there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 18,000 law enforcement agencies, America loves cops. There's no way abolition is going to happen like overnight. And there is no abolitionist who I know, who I organize with, who expects it to happen. What we do expect people is to be committed to experimentation, to figuring out how to get there. How do we get to that two out of 10? Because right now we're in a society where it's like nine out of 10, right? How do we, how do we even get there? And so what's frustrating is that people will have take a whole step back and say well you don't have an answer for every single scenario
0: so there's no need to do anything so there's
1: a, right what's so sad is that cops don't have an answer for every single scenario but who is funded police mm. right we get increased police budgets murder jumps okay we need to increase police well, if they knew the answer, if more police was the answer, then why isn't murder decreasing? Why isn't yeah. theft decreasing? Why isn't all these ills in society decreasing? And so we're doing the inverse, right? So the one example that's usually helpful for me is the analogy of, like, a house with a, with a leaky roof. Right. right. So you have, it's dripping and dripping and dripping. And then you put a bucket underneath it to catch this water. The leak picks up. Next thing you know, the buckets are overflowing. And at some point, someone who has sense in the house says, we need to get rid of these buckets because they're like, it's mess everywhere. It's not working on the leak. And abolitionists are trying to figure out, well, why is the house leaking in the first place, right? And the police are kind of like the buckets. It's said buckets don't kill people. They're kind of like the buckets. People are like, you want to take buckets out of my house? (laughs) This is going to flood. It's going to smell like mildew. It's going to be messy. We're like, no, 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 no we don't want your house to flood, we want the roof to stop leaking. And it's gonna take much more to stop that roof from leaking Mm -hmm. than it is just to keep replacing buckets, buying buckets, getting different colors of buckets. Mm -hmm. That's, there's only so much we can do with that because buckets were not intended to stop leaks, right? That takes a different kind of skill and a different kind of imagination and a different kind of commitment.
0: Fundamentally, what you're saying is Americans need to think about solving the cause instead of only treating the symptoms. Yes. And to that I say good luck. (laughs) Okay. Derecka, thank you so much for joining me. Of Uh, course. It's been amazing having you here and your book is twice as amazing as The Conversation because you can have it for much longer. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus.